Hello and welcome to episode 14 of All Car Radio, the one and only car leasing podcast by All Car Leasing. I am your host as usual, Ronnie, and with me is Chris. Hello. So today's episode, as you can tell from the title, is all about road tax or vehicle excise duty, road fund license, whatever you want to call it. We'll explain why calling it road tax is wrong in a bit, but I wanted to uh, give a bit of background of why this episode is up. And it is because I uh, read an article, I think in the mail a couple of weeks ago, about a um, road rage incident in London, I think, where a man royally kicks off uh, at a cyclist, saying that he pays road tax, therefore it should be his priority. And of course, uh, because we lease cars and every car leasing deal um, comes with road fund license automatically, we We'd like to think that we know a little bit more than usual about uh, road tax. And it got us thinking uh, about a a blog post because we were thinking about what blog post was going to be next. It was my turn to write one next. Um, And so I thought, well, you know what, Um, I'll write about road tax um, a little bit about what it is, what it pays for, which is the the crux of actually the blog post. That was was what made it so interesting because the perceptions around the term road tax. It's just a colloquial term these days, isn't it, really? Yes. Um, so let's begin uh, by just going into what is road tax. And before I actually explain what road tax is, Chris, I know that you now know what road tax is because obviously I spoke about what was going to be in the wrong way before I published it. But I want you to go through what you thought road tax was before I explained it to you. So I would expect it to be just local councils having their own little fund, um, Basically, like similar to council tax in that you pay it and it it's sort of paid inward or spent inwards, if you get what I mean. So you'd fix your own local roads, um, sort out er- everything that is needed to be done on the, the pecking order, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, so why do you think um, it is called road tax? Or why did you, did you think people always seem to call it road tax? I think it's just it's what you associate with it, isn't it? Like, until it was renamed to vehicle excise duty... All, I, if you're in the pub, people would just talk about road tax. They won't refer to it as its like proper name, if you will. Yeah, and um, obviously this podcast is being recorded post-mortem since the article's been posted live and it's been posted on Facebook. So I want to give a few shout-outs to some of the comments we've got, positive and negative. Um, so <clears throat> Mark Hebner um, and Andrew Bamford in particular, uh, Andrew Bamford said specifically, get your facts right, no one pays road tax, not since 1937. And obviously, what he's done is he's, he's actually perfectly right, nobody does pay it. But what we wanted to say is um, that the reason why we've actually called it road tax in the blog post and in the podcast is, like Chris just mentioned there, it's colloquially known as road tax, similar to how you would call a... Um, uh, a, a vacuum cleaner, a Hoover, or um, I, don't, I don't know what was it, Pritstick glue. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. It's because that's you know, uh, road tax is what it was called for so long, and people just carried on calling it road tax. It was easier, mm. and a lot of things when people change the, what people, things are called, people stick with it anyway. Um, so anyway, Keith McMillan, thanks uh, for fighting our corner. Um, you know, he didn't have to use the word morons at all, but he said it's road tax, it's just updated and rebranded. So, you know, we are probably going to be calling it road tax throughout the podcast because that is what the most, the mass public 
know it and it's easier to digest. So it's just a term for the subject as a whole. Yes, it is, yeah. But it is misleading mm. and maybe it should stop being used and maybe we are actually contributing it to be carried on being used. Mm. But anyway, I'm just going to jump into it because I'm waffling a bit. So I'm just going to read straight from the blog I wrote. So road tax, of otherwise known as road fund license, vehicle excise duty, vehicle tax, car tax and the tax disc is an annual government taxation. Obviously, you can pay it twice in the year, but it's still an annual thing that you have to pay. So that paying it twice in the year pays the annual amount. But it is annual, just like council tax can be spread over it, but it is something they have to pay every year. And you, you can pay it monthly as well. <coughs> Obviously, if you're leasing in general, then that's just paid as part of the, yeah. part of the agreement. And to be honest, if you um, lease a car, you you will quickly forget that it exists. Yeah. Because because I've leased now since the 63 plate. Um, I So now, that, yeah, so that's eight years of not paying road fund license so I would forget that it even exists mm. um, I'll well, get into why Calising don't pay for road tax in a bit but um, anyway so it's invo- enforced by the DVLA but it is a government taxation um, the amount which you pay depends on the vehicle and usually it's CO2 uh, how much it emits officially uh, it is not called road tax and it's not been the official term for decades but like I said it's the colloquial term um, Hoover. Who buys a Hoover anymore? It's usually Vax or Dyson. But I've heard people say, I'm going to get a Dyson Hoover mm-hmm. uh, or a Vax Hoover or something like that. But it's the same thing with Rotex. Same like people ask for cars as well. They say, oh, I want the Mercedes Jeep. Yes, yeah, yeah. Quite often uh, when we man either the, the live chat uh, in particular or sometimes uh, when we deal with the overflow, which, mm-hmm. we, which we do quite a bit now thanks to the you know all the 69 going round, um, but yeah, so oh, I'm looking for a Jeep, or I'm looking for a, like a Land Rover car, mm. something like that. Anyway, waffling again. Um, road tax has actually been around for over a century, coming into force in 1888, um, when early cars weren't even around. Uh, but it had a major overhaul in the 1920s, when automobiles became, uh, become mainstream. So that, I think that's where um, the confusion comes in. So... It's not a road tax, it's a car tax. You are paying a tax to use the roads because of the CO2 emissions um, it, it emits. And that is that. So if we refer back to the Daily Mail article or whatever paper it was mm. earlier, and when that guy says uh, he pays road fund license, therefore he has priority, he is completely in the wrong. Mm. He is actually paying a tax for the privilege of having a car that emits a certain level. Yeah, because if he had an electric car, he wouldn't be paying road tax. Technically. Yeah, if that cyclist had an engine attached to that bike uh, and had an exhaust, uh, he would also have to pay road fund license. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so that is what road tax is. So obviously we are going to be calling it road tax because that's what people are familiar with, but it's not a road tax at all. It's a car tax. You're paying a tax for the privilege of having a car. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much it. So I'm going to start by giving a shout-out to Stefan Chrysoulis, who is absolutely spot on with his comment on our Facebook page saying that road tax ends up in the government's pocket. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. But Chris, where you mentioned it earlier, but where did you think that road tax goes to? Well, for councils, things like that, really. It's part of a, a wider 
part just to spend on refurbishing roads, but you know, getting rid of potholes and things like that. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I thought that for a long time, and sometimes even when I know where road tax ends up, I still think to myself when I see the potholes, I think, well, where does the, all that road tax mm. end up if they're not going to bother, you know, spending it on said roads? But uh, again, I'm going to uh, read from uh, my blog post. Many people want to believe the road tax money ends up. <coughs> with either the local council or the Department of Transport, and that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Mm. But it is not the case. When road tax is paid, it ends up with the Exchequer in the same place as other taxes, such as council tax, corporation tax, and so on. I'm going to divulge a little bit here. If anyone here is listening to this and they thought that council tax goes to the local councils, no, it doesn't, even though it would make sense. And even though it's called council tax... Um, the reason being is um, it goes actually I'm going to leave that point for a minute and carry on for a little bit and then come back to it and so I said it goes to the exchequer um, <clears throat> in the, in a pot in the same place as most other taxes Pr- pretty much probably where VAT also ends up what what gets taken out of your um, tax one every bloody month all to one place and then mass distribution yes but the exchequer is not a single person but a department which is then ultimately headed by the Chancellor of the Exchequer. And this is obviously, I've mentioned the blog, but this is going to age the podcast a bit. At the time of recording, the Chancellor of the Exchequer is Sajid Javid. Uh, as a side note, uh, the, the Department of Transport gets allocated a budget from the government every year, and that's how they essentially get paid. So this is where the confusion comes from. And I think this is where a lot of the frustration comes from, especially from Stefan's comment. And a lot of the and that driver uh, in, in London who was mm-hmm. uh, kicking off towards the cyclist. This is where the confusion comes from. The confusion comes actually from people using the phrase "road tax," which is incorrect. Mm. Um, it's not a road tax; it's a car tax. So you're paying <coughs> for the privilege of using car tax. It then goes to the exchequer uh, in one big pot. <coughs> so if you think to yourself, "Well, who pays for the road tax and all the rest of it?" Well. The councils technically do fix the roads, but the money they use for it is from the budget allocated to them from the Chancellor of the Exchequer. But not necessarily <coughs> exclusive to the tax paid for your council. No, I, I, I do not know, and I'm not going to claim to know exactly how government spending works. But in a simplified way that of, of my personal understanding, say my local council, St Helens, gets given 10 million a year um, and then the heads of the St. Helens Council budget then decides out of this 10 million we are going to allocate say 500,000 towards vehicle uh, well road infrastructure mm. and then the sub department inside the council then decides how they are going to fully use our 500,000 to its fullest extent, to then fix the roads or or whatever. Mm. So if you've got potholes in your area, you report them to the council, and when they have a budget allocated to them, they then schedule it in and use some amount of money to pay, usually private firms, to be clear. The council themselves, the suits in those offices, don't come down to that road. It's usually a private firm. Um, I'm not going to claim whatsoever but uh, St Helens where I uh, live they've had a lot of roadworks done and it's usually King who have done done it or, or Amberon uh, they, they do the lights 
So it's not the council, but private firms. So the council will say, oh, we've got 500,000. These are all the priority uh, places we've got. So, you know, when you've got broken down license plates or whatever, uh, not license plates, sorry, uh, broken down traffic lights, Mm. then that will get some of the budgets to fix. Um, Say there's a particularly um, a road that gets a lot of potholes they will get priority because they get a lot of complaints. It may just be an observation, but I find that most of the road work to do with potholes happens just before the budgets get renewed for the councils and things like that. Yeah. Um, pothole, obviously the councils do take things like potholes a priority, but they they if the road is workable and not closed, they will probably fix something else first. But once a pothole becomes such a danger that um, it affects the flow of traffic, I think that's where they will probably have a look at it. Mm. But resurfacing work is usually done first rather than individual potholes. What they probably may end up doing mm. is putting in a stopgap before they can do a proper resurfacing haul. But anyway, we are not transport experts. I wouldn't even call myself a transport amateur. Mm. So my next section is <laughs> what we've just talked about. So what does Rotax actually pay for? So again, I'm going to read from the blog. Uh, Using the name road tax is misleading and possibly the biggest contributor to why so many people are confused about what road tax pays for. Road tax or VED is a tax on motor vehicles and not on roads. VED is not connected to roads in any way, which is a good starting point to explain what road tax pays for. Because road front licences end up with the exchequer, it could be argued that road tax pays for everything and nothing whatsoever. So, uh, the easiest way to look at what road tax pays for is to look at what needs to be paid for on a national local level. So instead of what does road tax pay for, um, let's see that what does road budget for councils pay for, mm. which does take, but technically corporation tax, VAT pays for this, but we've, we've, we've done that point. So to keep Britain moving, the infrastructure needs constant improvements and maintenance. The Department for Transport is allocated the budget by the government and with this they decide where to spend it. Some examples of infrastructure improvements are new smart motorways, which we've got a uh, quite a decent blog post on what exactly smart motorways is and the benefits of them they're massive in uh, uh, there's one near where our office is which has it been I don't know if it's been finished the M60 yeah uh, but, but yeah that was a massive undertaking and there's loads of them up and down the countries with more people joining the roads than are leaving the roads things like this have never been as important and I'm not downplaying mm. potholes again but there are bigger problems that the Department of Transport are facing mm. other than potholes. Um, but from an individual driver's point of view, there aren't. Mm. So yeah. round from our office, there was an absolute king of potholes yeah. that was so big that at the time I was driving a Fiesta ST line and it made me nervous and I had to try and r- drive over it and actually veer into the other lane because it, I was worried it was going to take my wheel off. Mm. Um, and because I didn't take the smart motorway. away... My biggest problem was that pothole. Um, and I think that probably frustrates a lot of people. If you're not in an area um, where a lot of visible work is being done, um, and maybe in, if you're in London, trivial things probably appear as, big as, as big, bigger problems. And you may think to yourself that the Department of Transport don't care mm. about what you're doing. A lot of the potholes that get fixed sooner than most are the ones that are mass reported by people and you'll tend to see <coughs> potholes been spotted by a chalk outline that the council are aware of it and yeah. they'll fix it soon um, but out here yeah. as you were saying before not you know roads are less travelled 
I think people are less inclined to report it because there's just simply less people going around on the road to spot them in the first to care about them that much. Uh, yeah, and um, <clears throat> one of the points I forgot to bring up earlier is um, if road fund license or road tax worked in the way that people perhaps thought it worked in terms of if I'm in St. Helens and I'm paying road tax or council tax, it, better, it is used by just my local council, then the problem that you'll have there is in um, councils where there's a high rate of unemployment, therefore people that pay less tax, then that local council won't be raising enough funds to be able to manage the Mm. local councils. Um, The same way to look at it with road tax. If you live in an area, like the way way we work in in Mobley, where there aren't that many people on the roads in comparison to busy city centres like Manchester then the local council of Nutsford won't be able to raise enough money to be able to deal with the local areas. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's fair um, for... Uh, the, everyone to get a split of like a mixed part. Yeah. And the same with if you lived in London, they would probably be raising too much funds that uh, it'll be, go to waste and then it'll, they'll probably just not spend it. It goes nowhere. It's better to allocate it evenly so that every single area gets a little bit of the attention mm. otherwise the state of the roads will probably be worse or, or better depending where you live yeah if there are no cars driving then maybe the roads won't be as <coughs> battered but. yeah and if you live in a, in a well-off area where a lot of the cars do emit a lot of co2s um, those people may get a little bit frustrated that they are paying more tax than other people where they use the roads just as much as other people but the reality is they are paying more tax because they are emitting more CO2s. Mm. And that's the main way just to to look at road fund licence now. It is simply just about emissions. Yeah, if you're bitter that you're paying too much road tax, um, it may start to... It may make you want to think, well, why don't I go on the old car leasing website and see what kind of uh, economical car leasing deals, EV deals that they've got. And do you know what? We've got some cracking deals going on right now. For example, the e-golf. But we digress. Mm-hmm. Chris will probably mention that car at the end of the podcast. Yeah, do an electric car special. But back on it, uh, my next uh, section is local projects. Um, so local projects on a council level also need uh, some of the national budgets. And local projects are the resurfacing works, not fixing potholes, new road layouts, new roads altogether, and even maybe even new car parks. This is decided by your local council using the budgets given them by the exchequer. So if you feel... <coughs> Like your uh, local road issues aren't being resolved, then uh, ask your council. And you can even do a freedom of information request if you want um, on your local council. Just ask them how much budget they were given and uh, how much did they spend and where did they spend it. And usually they can't refuse that request. So if you're listening to this with um, a bit of frustration in the back of your mind about your local um, road issues or whatever, then ask your council. Uh, so anyway, my next question is, so does road fund licence pay for, for the roads? Well, we know it's a no. As we previously mentioned, road tax is not actually road tax, but a vehicle tax. You're paying tax for the vehicle and the vehicle only. It's a personal tax and not a communal tax. Therefore, it does not pay for the roads. Now, um, I put in a section of the blog post to directly um, put a comment on the road rate incident uh, between the driver and the cyclist. So it does... Do road taxpayers have any priority, Chris? No. Of course they don't. Uh, and cyclists often get a lot of flack on the roads. 
uh, from vehicle users with the rationale being that they pay for the road tax and cyclists don't therefore get out of the way. Mm -hmm. But no, as we previously mentioned about the road tax being a car tax, there is simply no truth in taxpayers having a priority over anyone else. If you were one of those people that thought that you did and you drove in such a way um, that may suggest that you have a priority, then we would recommend to stop doing that because it isn't true. Everyone has a right to the roads. And all our cyclists have the cars themselves anyway, so and it's a bit of a million points saying, oh, I pay road tax. Chances are, so do they. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not obviously anti-road users, uh, but I'm def I'm not pro-cyclist either, but I just feel that people's misunderstanding of the way that it works is why those incidents happen and those incidents don't need to happen. Yeah. And I think the biggest reason <coughs> is just because it's referred to as road tax. Yeah. Um, so who is responsible for paying vehicle tax? Well, the owner of the vehicle is responsible for paying the road fund license in any and every case. Anyone can actually make the payment, but it is the responsibility of the owner to ensure it is paid. I've touched on this, but if you lease a vehicle, you don't need to pay the road fund license. Why is that, Chris? Because the finance company actually owns the car. Yes, we have done a separate uh, podcast on this. I think it's leasing myths yep. about the ownership. Um, the reason why road funds license comes for free with a lease isn't because the finance companies just feel like uh, just giving everyone a bit of a hundred quid off or whatever it is. It's because they are legally um, obliged, to, obliged yeah. to pay for it. And that's why they pay for it. And they don't levy the cost on you either. You don't get like a separate bill or oh, we've paid the road fund license on your behalf, therefore you always did. No, they don't. It's... It's roll, you can look at it as it's rolled into the car. There's only one type of lease where you'll pay road tax yourself, and that's an operating lease, but they're a bit less common. Yeah, and we rarely do one of those. It's in special circumstances um, that it is offered. Um, so my final question is, and it's already been answered, but I'm going to answer it anyway again. So who is it that pays for the roads then? So if you're sitting here thinking, all right, then well, if it goes to the exchequer so and, and I'm standing here right next to this pothole, who's going to pay for this pothole? Simply put, the government allocated a budget on a national and local level. And it's the responsibility of the Department of Transport and your local council to fix that pothole. Does that pot, is that pothole getting bigger? Is it? Are you worried it's going to absolutely wreck your car? It's a council issue, as, as and that's annoying. Um, <clears throat> and it needs to be resolved via their allocated budget. Road tax does not pay for potholes directly or any other issues with the roads. And if you're thinking, well, that's cyclists, blah, blah, no individuals pay to use the roads. Think about the road as a public service. Nobody pays to use it unless you are technically using tolls. Mm. When you cross the Runcorn Bridge, Yes, you are technically paying to use that road, but any other road is not payable or billable. It's a public service. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to finish off this whole subject on road fund license, road tax, whatever you want to call it, with some quick FAQs that I think other people may be curious. And my favourite, I'm going to start straight away. I'm going to ask you the question, Chris, um, and I'm going to put you in the spot here. Do buses pay for road tax, Chris? What Do you think buses pay for road tax? Oh, I suppose I was going to say yes, but then a lot of the modern buses are now switching to be hybrid and then in the future electric. Mm. I would say yes, they, they, they do. Yes, of course they do, but not in the same way. Not the same amount either. Uh, <coughs> buses are, of course, liable to pay vehicle tax because it's a vehicle. 
but they get heavy discounts because they provide a public service. Mm. Um, and there are, and and I know uh, if I was to write this in a blog post, people would argue b- b- before I'd finish this point, but luckily, podcast is a medium that I can't be interrupted. <laughs> but buses are more economical than cars. And the reason for that is because if you divide the CO2 per passenger, then they effectively emit less per passenger ah. than passenger cars. You, I drive into work, it's a five-door car, um, but it's just me and I've got one, two, four spare seats that are not being used up. So as a person, I per person, I emit more CO2 mm. than a bus. Well, what if the bus is... What if the bus is empty? Well, the bus can be empty, but you would look at the, probably the law of averages. Yeah, the grand scheme of things. Yes. The footprint as well. Eh? And buses are not as uneconomical as what people think because they are designed uh, with economy in mind because they are designed to be able to handle 30 passengers. Um, <clears throat> they are at their heaviest when they are full. And they'll be operating for much longer times on average than, say, taxi drivers. <clears throat> Plus, a portion of that ticket probably goes towards paying for their own tax bi- uh, road tax bill mm. anyway. Now, Chris, second question. The horse riders pay, to- uh, pay road tax? No, of course not. Why not? Because they don't emit any emissions. No. All right, if they could emit negative emissions, they would do. Maybe, maybe just methane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And if the road rage taxman bloke from... I'm sorry for assuming gender's there. That was wrong of me. I tracked that. Cycle riders, Chris, do they pay road tax? And why not? Not directly related to the bike. No, it's the same as horse riders, though. Like, they probably, chances are they probably do own a car, so they would pay some. But no, not for that specific method of transport. Yeah. Don't. Outside of London... I would probably say that if they, most cycle riders probably have a car. Um, around here, <coughs> you can tell by the gear, Team Sky stuff, they wear that um, cycle riding is a hobby and not actually a, uh, a way to commute. Yeah, something to be healthier over the summer or just yeah. enjoy going to work. So you can prob- you can tell that they probably have a car, but mm. they just, they're, they've taken a day off or they're doing the weekend. Yeah. And it's something that they fancy. Um, but my official uh, response here is no. This is one of the biggest sources of aggression for cyclists, especially in London. There is no such thing as road tax, like we keep saying. And they do not emit any CO2s, therefore there is nothing for them to pay. So it's not like they avoid pay tax. They haven't been given a tax bill from Sajid Javid. Mm. He's not knocked on the doors and said, cough up, please. Um, so that, you know, before we did this, we said, bloody hell, let, you know, can we even get this to 10 minutes? Is it even worth a podcast? I'm looking at our, obviously, our podcast recording system now. We're on 27 minutes, and this is obviously before uh, Ross does our editing. Uh, thank you, Ross, uh, for that service. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, road tax is um, a confusing subject because of the term. We've used road tax throughout, and just so that um, our commenters, I'll give them another shout-out here. Um, Nathan, Mark, Stefan, Andrew, Keith. Um, obviously, when we posted this article, we, we knew this, but we, with a couple of these, I think it was quite obvious that they hadn't read the article because we do mention it in, uh, actually, in the first paragraph that we know it's not technically a road tax. But if we didn't call it road tax, um, a lot of people may not read it 
properly because we may be referring to something else. For example, vehicle excise duty. When I first heard of that, I thought it might have been a bill for heavy goods vehicles yeah. or something like something that. entering the UK. Or yeah, uh, I went, uh, when I was uh, <clears throat> many years ago, when I used to live at home uh, with my mum and dad, they used to say, have you paid your road tax? Mm. So I knew what they meant by that. But if they came into my room and said, Ronnie, have you paid your vehicle excise duty? I'd say, mum, I am not a long distance driver. <laughs> I, wh- why should I be paying that? Um, to summarise, every car on road has to pay road for licence, uh, but it's to pay for if it's got a vehicle. Um, everyone that emits CO2s has to pay for it. Even pay- people that actually don't emit enough for it to be in the threshold still technically have to pay for it. And I've seen it with a lot of uh, the lease vehicles. They get a bill for zero um, and it's nothing that they have to pay. It's just a formality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so technically, um, they have sorted their road fund licence, but there is nothing to pay. Uh, but anyway, it's only for motor vehicles that are on road. So for our last bit of every podcast, it's the world-famous car leasing special offers um, that Chris thinks that everyone should take a look at. Uh, and take out at the moment obviously and there's a mix of deals with the new 69 plate and there's a couple of absolutely banging deals that you can get for the outgoing 19 plate so i'll hand over reins to our friend chris thanks for listening uh, if you've got any more comments if you want to join the discussion on facebook please do so uh, but we hope that we've enjoyed it if we've got anything wrong obviously this is our opinion we're not you know, we, you know, Sajid Javid isn't in the office to help us answer these questions, um, or anyone from the Department of Transport for that matter. So, if you've got any questions or if you've got any corrections, please let us know. Uh, we will probably update the blog. Thank you. Okay, so for the most part, this will be an electric car special. The first car I'd recommend is the new Volkswagen E Golf. Uh, that's from two hundred and twenty-one pounds a month. And the second one is the Tesla Model Three, which is quite a hot topic at the moment. And that's available from £391.99 a month. And then lastly, there's the Jaguar XF portfolio with the 250 brake horsepower engine. That's from £297 a month. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.